Welcome to the Best Traveler Podcast. My name is Lawrence Wojciechowski and I'm your host. Like my Facebook page, Best Traveler CA. That's B-E-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R-C-A. Tweet me at Best Traveler. Follow me on Instagram at Best Traveler CA. Subscribe and listen to the Best Traveler Podcast. Bookmark my website, besttravelerca.com. Find the Best Traveler Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, and at besttravelerca.com. Wherever you may roam, best travels to you. Best travelers for travelers, craft beer fans, foodies, lovers of history, architecture, and culture. The focus is on Panama, Costa Rica, and the USA. Listen and learn how to become a best traveler. Part 2 of my St. Augustine podcast series, Sights to See and Activities. The number one sight to see in St. Augustine, Florida is, well, this is a toss-up. There are two must-see places in St. Augustine, Florida. If you miss one of them, then you're missing the full St. Augustine experience. The two sites are the Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park and the Castillo de San Marcos. Both are essential for anyone to understand where St. Augustine started and how it was settled. Before Aviles came and started his settlement, there's a Timucua village named Seloy. The actual land you'll be walking on is the actual site where the Spanish conquistadors landed over 400 plus years ago in this Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park. You'll be walking through history today. Okay, so let me get this out of the way. The Fountain of Youth that is located in the park is not really the Fountain of Youth. Or is it? No one really knows. Ponce de Leon was searching for El Dorado, or the Fountain of Youth, but never found it. This archaeological park does have ruins of settlements from the first Spanish settlement in the Western Hemisphere, St. Augustine. But scientists don't have hard evidence that this is the quote-unquote magical Fountain of Youth. Now, you may take a sip from the spring and see if you live forever. I did. My children have. My mother have. Try it. The nice thing about this spring is that it's covered and shaded, so you may take a sip and relax in the shade for a few minutes while you're contemplating what you'll do while you're living forever. Okay, so at the archaeological park, tickets are $15 per adult. Children 60 years old are $9. Children 5 and under are free, and seniors are $14. The Fountain of Youth Park is open 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. You can and may spend the entire day here. There are plenty of exhibits around the park, and there is some walking involved. Not as much as Disney World or a theme park, but bring your walking shoes. Remember, this park runs along the coastline, and there's a large pier walkway that goes out into the bay. Sitting there and just imagining Spaniards looking at this new land, quote-unquote new, not new to the Native Americans, of course, but new to the Spaniards, that they moved to or just relaxing and enjoying a wonderful sea breeze in Florida. There are over 20 exhibits or sites to see scattered around the park. So as I said earlier, bring your walking shoes and you may spend the entire day here. Here are the ones that are a must-see if you're running low on time or just want the highlights. Number one, the Spring House. This is where the Fountain of Youth, quote-unquote, is located. Take your drink of eternal life and learn some of the history associated with it. 
Go to the Discovery Globe. That's your next point that you need to see. This is a movie inside a theater with air conditioning. This is a good way to get out of the sun and sit down. Relax. Learn about the discovery of the new world, the history of St. Augustine, and cool off indoors. Then, get to the Spanish Watchtower on the waterline. The cannon firing is next to the Spanish Watchtower and my favorite exhibit at the park. Yes, they actually fire a cannon into the bay. Yes, it is loud. You want to witness this event, but you don't have to be that close to the exhibit to hear it. The pier I mentioned earlier is the 600-foot Founders Riverwalk. Go on this pier and get the sweeping views of what should be a stunning Florida postcard. They have the Five Flags Cafe on the property if you want to eat at the park. You may also bring food, and there's a picnic area close to the waterline. I have never eaten at Five Flags Cafe, but there are many other excellent restaurants nearby. I will discuss these restaurants in a different podcast in my series on St. Augustine. Come for the history of Florida and the New World at the Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park. Now, the number two site I mentioned that you must see in St. Augustine is the Castillo de San Marcos. This fortress is a U.S. national park and about 8 to 10 minutes drive from the Fountain of Youth Park. The Castillo de San Marcos is very close to downtown St. Augustine or the historic quarter of St. Augustine. This makes sense since the Castillo de San Marcos was constructed to defend the town in 1695. This is another must-see site for any history buffs. You may spend an entire day here as well. Pace yourself when you're walking through history. Entrance to the park is $15 per adult, and children under 15 years, old are 15 years old are free, but must be accompanied by an adult. The Castillo de San Marcos is open every day except Thanksgiving Day, which is the fourth Thursday in November, and Christmas Day. Those are the two days they are closed. The first admission is at 9 a.m., and the last admission is at 5 p.m. The Castillo closes at 5.15 p.m. Now note, the park grounds around the actual fortress are closed every day from 12 midnight until 5.30 a.m. Please check the National Park Service website for more information and any changes. There are two levels at the Castillo de San Marcos. There are tour guides from the National Park Service that will explain the rooms and their features on the first level. There's a lot of historical information on this first level. This is where you might spend a lot of your time. Remember, this is still Florida and get very hot and humid. Remember, you're right next to the bay, so pace yourself. You want some fresh air, you want to go up to the second level by walking up the steps. Once you're up there, you will not want to go back downstairs, trust me. You will understand why the Spanish fell in love or thought this is a great place to settle. The view of the Matanzas River, which leads out to the Atlantic Ocean, are stunning from the second level of the Castillo de San Marcos. If they had pool chases up here, people, including myself, would never want to leave. Note, if you go to my Instagram feed or check out even Twitter or Facebook pages, I, when I went to the Castillo, I actually posted pictures uh, of the first floor, the exterior, and of the view from the second floor. Just stunning. Picture postcard views. You also want to walk around the Castillo de San Marcos to truly understand the fortification and how close it is to the river. At the back of the Castillo, you may descend down to the ground level and view the Castillo from eye level. Imagine if you were a pirate 
or, or the British Navy landing your ship and attempting to storm the shore and to attack the Castillo. This would be how it would look like, walking through history. Plus, from the outside, you can truly see how the Spaniards built the Castillo with coquina. Coquina means tiny shell in Spanish. This is a very unique structure for a fortress. Visit the Castillo de San Marcos to travel back into history. Spanish history, Florida history, American history. As you walk through this fortress and learn the history that it contains, remember that this structure predates the Declaration of Independence, aka the founding of the United States of America, by over 70 years. Since we're close to old St. Augustine, and you could walk there from the Castillo de San Marcos, it's about three blocks. Let's focus on it now. The center of Old St. Augustine is the Plaza de la Constitución, which is bordered by US-1, which is by the river, and you probably walk down it from Castillo if you chose to walk. Also next to this is Cathedral Place, Cordova Street, and King Street. Those are the four streets that surround the Plaza de la Constitución, or Constitution Plaza. It's a nicely shaded area and is a park. You have benches here. There's tour operators that want to sell you tours of the city as well. You walk through the Plaza de la Constitución, you will learn a lot of history of St. Augustine in Florida for free. The government house is in the middle of the plaza. This building dates back to 1598, with its also coquina-constructed walls. This was used by the Spanish, then British, then Spanish colonial governors over the centuries. When Spain ceded Florida to the United States of America, Government House was a courthouse and, very briefly, the capital of the territory of Florida. You will notice that many of the side streets off the plaza are very small, just small enough for one car or to be a one-way street. That's because Old St. Augustine was created before cars. On the south side of the plaza, the main east-west street is King Street. You'll see restaurants art galleries, and shops. Again, I'll cover restaurants, craft breweries, craft beer, coffee houses, and a separate podcast in this series. Look for it, subscribe, and listen. Turn down or south on Avila Street off of King Street. Before you go down it, there's a sign and a mural on the corner explaining whom Avilas was. He got a street named after him, kind of important, and about Florida. Walking down Avila Street, will showcase several cafes, shops, restaurants. Plus, you can avoid all the pedestrians on King Street and all that heavy traffic by the Plaza, Constitution Plaza. Also quieter here and more relaxing. This is your little shortcut to get to some of the other sites to see. Remember, if you want to remember who Avilas is, I talked about Avilas in part one of this series of podcasts on St. Augustine. Again, loop back when you're done here learn the history of St. Augustine. Keep walking about 10 minutes west and you'll get to Flagler College. I'm, I am not sending you back to school, don't worry. I'm sending you to this complex. This is, used to be the Ponce de Leon Hotel with 540 rooms that was built by Mr. Henry Flagler. It is an architectural stunner. The courtyard whisks you back to old Spain as if you were a king or queen on your palace grounds. The lobby inside the college is as ornate as any opera house in Europe. The main dining hall has Tiffany stained glass windows. 
I recommend checking out the Flagler Room, which has Tiffany crystal chandeliers and a huge onyx Thomas Edison clock. Oh, yeah. This is the first Edison clock ever used in a public building. Yes, this is now a private liberal arts college, but the luxury resort type features are still present on campus for all of you history and architecture buffs or just curiosity seekers. If this is still a luxury hotel, I better be packed during the winter season. Visit Flagler College to be transported back in time to the Ponte Leon Hotel where style and luxury are the minimum price of entry. Next place to visit in the old quarter of St. Augustine is the oldest home in St. Augustine, or the Gonzalez-Alvarez house, located at 14 St. Francis Street. The construction dates from 1723 and has been occupied by Spanish, English, and of course in modern time, Americans. To get to the Gonzalez-Alvarez house, is about an eight-minute walk down Avilas and Charlotte Streets from the Plaza de la Constitución. If it's not too hot out, I say go for the walk. You'll be walking through a very old neighborhood that has bed and breakfast, some restaurants, museums, art galleries, and residences. Head south from the Plaza or Flagler College, and you'll be walking through history again. The admission is $8 for adults and $4 for students with ID. There's a family pack for $18, which includes two adults, and all of their children under 18 years old. The Gonzalez Alvarez House is open 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily, and there are tours given every 30 minutes. The St. Augustine Historical Society owns the Gonzalez Alvarez House, maintains it, and runs the tours. This property is on the U.S. National Register of Historic Places, was also designated a U.S. National Historic Landmark in 1970. This home is two stories and the first floor was again built out of coquina, the little shells. Remember, coquina is the same material that the Castillo de San Marcos is built out of. But think about it, this is a home, not a fortress or a castle. The land where the Gonzalez Alvarez house is built on has been occupied since the 17th century. That means that a previous building or buildings were constructed on this land. If you want to see how Spanish settlers lived in the past, this is your place you want to visit. The history and the architecture make the past come alive for you in St. Augustine. Come and visit the Gonzalez Alvarez house and step back into history. Okay, after all these museums, all this history, architecture, how about we relax? Get in your car and head over to St. Augustine Beach. At the at Constitution Plaza and the waterfront, you cross over a bridge, and that is the beginning of St. Augustine Beach. The street is named Anastasia Boulevard, and I recommend going to the St. John's County Ocean Pier Beach. From Saint Old St. Augustine, it's about a 15-minute drive. The St. John's County Ocean Pier Beach is a public access beach, and parking is free. The parking lot is small for the amount of visitors, so you have to hunt for parking. I've always found a spot, just be patient. I'm always, I've always been hunting there when I go there. This beach has bathrooms you may change into and out of your swimming trunks. There's also a snack bar if you need to eat something light. There's also a kiddie play area right in front of the snack bar bathrooms. You can't miss it. This is the splash park and playground for the toddlers and very young kids. The play area is not on the beach, 
you still want to go to the beach, you have to walk past the kitty play area. In the pier shop, there are beach towels, sunscreen, hats, t-shirts, beach games, and other souvenirs. So you forget anything on your way to the beach, don't worry, the pier sh shop has got you covered. Now, if you want access to the pier, you must pay a fee. To just walk on the pier, the daily fee is $2 per person. If you actually want to fish on the pier, the daily fee is $4 per person. Children under 6 years old are free. The pier shop has fishing poles, rentals, bait, tackle, and all the other goodies you might need if you didn't bring your fishing equipment. There are a lot of fishermen on the pier, so you want to go fishing for the day, pay the $4 per person, and try your luck at catching your dinner. The actual beach is a few minutes walk. Go past the kiddie play area and stay to the right if you're walking towards the beach. There are showers you may rinse off, and then there are some stairs. You go up and down this, this short flight of stairs, and you're on the beach. The actual ocean is about another 200 yards or 200 meters down. You have to keep walking. Keep your flip-flops on here. The sand may be very hot. Find a nice spot. Lay down your towels, relax on the beach, or just jump into Atlantic Ocean. If you want to see what this beach looks like, check out my Instagram page at besttravelerca, all one word. I was last there on Father's Day 2018 or the 17th of June 2018. So if you want to check out pictures from this St. Augustine beach, I have several photos and even a video on Instagram. I've been to this beach multiple times and it's never crowded and it's marvelous. Want to hit the beach in Florida? The St. John's County Ocean Pier Beach is my best traveler, best beach in the area. Go today. Okay, you hit the beach. You visited the Castillo de San Marcos. You saw Flagler College and checked out the oldest home in St. Augustine. You're probably a little naughty somewhere along the way here, right? Time for you to go to jail. You're going to the old jail of St. Augustine at 167 San Marco Avenue. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Actually, you will pay to visit this jail, so you might need a little money. You must have been really bad if you had to pay to get into a jail. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the admission fee is $12.99 for adults, U.S. $12.99, and U.S. $5.99 for children. Yes, the children go to jail, too, and pay for it. The old jail is open every day except Christmas Day. Tours start every 20 minutes, and they run from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. There is no air conditioning on this tour, so it would be best if you go in the morning or after lunch or later in the afternoon. This old jail was built by Henry Flagler, the same man who built the Ponce de Leon Hotel, which is now Flagler College, they talked about earlier in this podcast. Why would a hotel magnate, a multimillionaire, Henry Flagler, Build a jail. When the Ponce de Leon Hotel was opened in 1891, the existing jail was too close to the hotel. Flagler wanted his guests to be comfortable, and he wanted the jail to be out of sight and out of mind. Flagler hired the same company that built Alcatraz to build the now old jail. So again, there's a lot of history here and a connection to San Francisco, California. There are a lot more stories and fun facts on the tour, so go on the tour. You may visit the old jail at night as well on the local Ghost and Gravestones tour. 
I went during the day, but maybe you prefer the night tour. I have never been to jail, hence why I am called the best traveler. Get it? So this is a unique experience for me. I went on this tour during the day with my children. The tour is suitable for most children. The tour guide does discuss hangings, and they show you where the gallows were in the past. I would grade this tour as kind of PG-13. My children were old enough to understand and appreciate the descriptions of inmates and scandalous stories of the jail. Yes, you will walk into several jail cells. Yes, you may take pictures behind bars in the jail. Yes, my children took pictures of themselves in jail. This is kind of the appeal of the old jail. You got locked up on your vacation. Once you get out of jail, right next door is the St. Augustine History Museum at 11 Esty Street. The old jail and the History Museum are part of a complex that looks like a big shopping plaza off US 1, but with the old jail, the History Museum, and Gator Bob's. Gator Bob's is your cheesy souvenir shop with all things that say St. Augustine on it. They even have water, soda, and some sandwiches. It gets too hot outside and you need to cool off between the old jail and the History Museum. Just pop into Gator Bob's, just like we did, to check out all the souvenirs. Hey, at least you're in the shade with AC, right? The St. Augustine History Museum is right next to Gator Bob's, so after you buy your t-shirts or your coffee mug with St. Augustine stamped on it, head over to the St. Augustine History Museum. The St. Augustine History Museum is open 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. every day. The admission is $6.39 per adult and $5.33 per child. Look, I find that on the website. It's a, they're weird prices, but check it out. Any, any, check out their website. Any children under five years old are free. When you first walk in, the museum gives you a retrospective of the Native American Timucan tribes that were living in the area around St. Augustine. Then when the Spanish landed on, quote-unquote, La Florida and claimed it for the Spanish crown, again, listen to my part one in this series for more St. Augustine history, they settled in St. Augustine and started leaving numerous artifacts. There are sections in the museum where the English ruled St. Augustine. Then you get to the American rule American time period. As you walk through the rooms in this museum, again, you're walking through U.S., Spanish, and English history. I found all the museum artifacts fascinating, but my favorites are from Spain. Archaeologists dug up a lot of pottery, old plates, jugs, and other items dating back hundreds of years. The coolest stuff on display are the gold coins, the gems, the jewelry, that were recovered from shipwrecks off the Florida coast from Spanish galleons loaded up with valuables. The amount of gold, silver, gemstones, and other precious items on display in this, in this one museum are unbelievable. There are still several undiscovered Spanish galleons lying on the Atlantic Ocean floor off the coast of St. Augustine and other parts of Florida. Imagine the riches you would find, but also the history of all that would be found in those shipwrecks. The St. Augustine History Museum has an excellent collection of the quote-unquote New World's finest treasures that were on their way to Spain and the Spanish monarchy. The history of Florida under the USA is extensive as well. This is where you'll find many more maps, very old photos of St. Augustine, and much more modern artifacts as to how St. Augustine was established and planned out as a new American city. Once Henry Flagler built the Ponce de Leon Hotel, that jump-started the boom in this small yet historical town.
Follow the timelines in the museum and see for yourself how St. Augustine has grown and evolved over the years. St. Augustine History Museum is a must-stop for history buffs, whether it be American or European history. Take a break from the hot weather and explore the city's history while in air-conditioned comfort. My last recommendation is the St. Augustine Old Town Trolley Tour. Here's a best traveler best tip. If you are in limited time and want to let someone else do the driving for you, this is what you want. The Old Town Trolley has 23 trolley stops, at least at the time I recorded this podcast. You may hop on and off at any of these stops. While riding the trolley, you will get a narrated tour in English of the history of St. Augustine. The standard ticket price of the trolley includes admission to the St. Augustine History Museum, the previous attraction I just spoke about. Tickets to ride the trolley on the standard tour are about $28 per person per adult and $10 per child. If you go online and buy our tickets, they give you a discount. Children under six are free. I went with my two teenagers, and this is a fun way to let someone else drive and get some fresh air. The trolley is an open air trolley. Think of the parking buses at Disney World or Disneyland that take you from your car in the parking lot to the main gate of Magic Kingdom or Epcot. That's the type of style of the trolley. Some of the stops of the St. Augustine Old Town Trolley Tour are the Old Jail, the Plaza de la Constitución, the Spanish Military Hospital Museum, the Oldest House, and the Castillo de San Marcos. I discuss most of these attractions with you today. There are many other stops. Remember, 23 at least at the recording of this podcast, so you can discover other spots if you like. Just remember, with the trolley, you are on their schedule, not yours. Remember, I remember picking up the trolley close to the old jail. Let's say you ride the trolley all the way to the oldest house in St. Augustine. You do not want to walk back from the oldest house to the old jail. The distance is about 1.6 miles or about 3 kilometers. This would be at least a 30-minute walk. So, the St. Augustine Old Town Trolley has positives and negatives. Here's how I used it on my first trip to St. Augustine. I took the Old Town Trolley on the first day I was in St. Augustine to get a good overview of the city. After a couple hops off and on, I figured out where I wanted to spend more time or to go more in-depth at a museum, at a site, or attraction. Plus, you learn a little history of the town from the trolley tour guides and have fun. You can't miss the trolley when cruising around town. St. Augustine is your perfect Florida vacation destination. This is a cool place where you may experience over 400 years of history, take a nice walk, shop, hit the beach, drink craft beer, or indulge. If you want to save some money and spend it on good food, drinks, and do some shopping, you're right in the center of it all. Let me be your guide. Get to St. Augustine. This is Lawrence Wojciechowski, The Best Traveler. Like my Facebook page, Best Traveler CA. Tweet me at Best Traveler. Follow me on Instagram at Best Traveler CA. Subscribe and listen to the Best Traveler podcast. Bookmark my website, besttravelerca.com. Find the Best Traveler podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm, and at besttravelersca.com. Wherever you may roam, best travels to you.